Merry Christmas, friend. I'm so excited to be reading through Luke with you and so proud of you for intentionally choosing to fix your heart on Jesus. The holidays can be crazy and life can be challenging, but when we shift our focus to Him, it changes everything. Here's a tip for this podcast. Not only is it a hundred times more fun with friends, but it will help you stick with it and get so much more out of it. I'm doing this series with a bunch of my friends and I'm challenging you to invite coworkers, neighbors, or simply share it with friends online and see who would want to join in with you. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study, a Bible study platform for busy women. If you want to know God through His Word better, you can try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent. I'm actually teaching the Advent series this month. I'd love for you to try it out and join us. Use promo code HEARSENDURES for an extra 10% off plus a free week trial. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started. Luke chapter 1. So many others have tried their hand at putting together a story of the wonderful harvest of scripture and history that took place among us. Using reports handed down by the original eyewitnesses who served this word with their very lives. Since I have investigated all the reports in close detail... Starting from the story's beginning, I decided to write it all out for you, most honorable Theophilus, so you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt the reliability of what you were taught. During the rule of King Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest assigned the service of the regiment of Abiha. His name was Zechariah. His wife was descendant from the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Together they lived honorably before God, careful in keeping to the ways of the commandments and enjoying a clear conscience before God. But they were childless because Elizabeth could never conceive, and now they were quite old. It so happened that as Zechariah was carrying out his priestly duties before God, working the shift assigned to his regiment, it came his one turn in life to enter the sanctuary of God and burn incense. The congregation was gathered and praying outside the temple at the hour of the incense offering. Unannounced, an angel of God appeared just to the right of the altar of incense. Zachariah was paralyzed in fear. But the angel reassured him, Don't fear, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Elizabeth, your wife, will bear a son by you. You are to name him John. You're going to leap like a gazelle for joy. Not only you, many will delight in his birth. He'll achieve great statue with God. He'll neither drink wine nor beer. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit from the moment he leaves his mother's womb. He will turn many sons and daughters of Israel back to their God. He will herald God's arrival in the style and strength of Elijah, soften the hearts of parents to children, and kindle devout understanding among the hardened skeptics. He'll get the people ready for God. Zacharias said to the angel, Do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man and my wife is an old woman. But the angel said, I'm Gabriel, the sentinel of God, sent especially to bring you this glad news. Oh, that's good. 
sent especially to bring you this glad news. But because you won't believe me, you'll be unable to say a word until the day of your son's birth. Every word I've spoken to you will come true on time. God's time. Meanwhile, the congregation waiting for Zachariah was going restless, getting restless, wondering what was keeping him so long in the sanctuary. And when he came out and couldn't speak, they knew he had seen a vision. He continued speechless and had to use sign language with the people. And when the course of his priestly assignment was completed, he went back home and it wasn't long before his wife Elizabeth conceived. She went off by herself for five months, relishing her pregnancy. So this is how God acts to remedy my unfortunate condition, she said. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent, sent the angel, angel Gabriel to a Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, and the virgin's name was Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like this. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great and be called son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of your father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy, the Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. Then the angel left her. Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up and traveled to the town of Judah in the hill country straight to Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Then Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting. The baby leapt in her womb. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly, You're so blessed among women, and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God said, believed every word would come true. And Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of God, my Savior. God took one good look at me. And look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength and scattered the bluffing braggarts and knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold and he embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up to now. 
Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months and then went back to her home. And when Elizabeth was full term in her pregnancy, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives, seeing that God had overwhelmed her with mercy, celebrated with her. And on the night, on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child and were calling him Zachariah after his father. But his mother intervened, no, he is to be called John. But they said, no one in your family is named that. And they used sign language to ask Zachariah what he wanted him named. And asking for a tablet, Zachariah wrote, his name is to be John. And they took everyone by surprise. Surprise followed surprise. Zachariah's mouth was now open, his tongue loose, and he was talking, praising God. A deep reverential fear settled over the neighborhood, and in all the Judean hill country, people talked about nothing else. Everyone who heard about it took it to heart, wondering what will become of this child. Clearly, God had his hand in it. Then Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He came and set his people free. He set the power of salvation in the center of our lives and in the very house of David, his servant, just as he promised long ago, through the preaching of his holy prophets, delivered from our enemies in every hateful hand, mercy to our fathers, as he remembers to do what he said he'd do, what he swore to our father Abraham, a clean rescue from the enemy camp, so we can worship him without a care in the world, made holy before him as long as we live. And you, my child, prophet of the highest, will go ahead of the master to prepare his way, present the offer of salvation to his people, the forgiveness of their sins through the heartfelt mercies of our God. God's sunrise will break in upon us, shining on those in the darkness, those sitting in the shadow of death, then showing us the way one foot at a time. The child grew up healthy and spirited, and he lived out out in the desert until the day he made his prophetic debut in Israel. I know that was a long first chapter, lots of things to process. And one of the things we're going to do at the end of each chapter, and we'll do it together, or you can do it on your own and we can end here, um, is each time we're the Hearers and Doers podcast. So I always try to ask myself when I read scripture, or I often try to ask myself when I'm reading scripture, James one twenty two says, don't just be hearers of the word, but doers also. So as we read this, what, what does it mean to not just be a hearer of this, to not just hear this story of Elizabeth and Zechariah and um, Mary finding out that she would conceive Jesus and Mary going to see her cousin Elizabeth and uh, John being born. So how do we not just hear this, but then apply what it says? Now, sometimes when we read scripture, there's not a command for us. There's not something that, okay, that we need to go and do this. But what we do hear in this is we learn a lot about God and his character. And so we, my application in this, my hear and do of the word is trusting that, like we learned that, that God can do the impossible that God is capable of taking a, a woman who is old and um, barren and and righteous and letting her conceive a child. That God could take a virgin who is young, unwed, and allow her to be pregnant with the Messiah. 
we read that with with man this is impossible but with god all things are possible that was in verse 30 i think 36 it says nothing you see is impossible with god to me that's the big takeaway here all of us have different things going on in our life and yes in this christmas season it can feel magical and we can get busy and we can get caught up in everything but life doesn't stop just because the holidays are here and we still have friendship struggles we still have family drama we still have bills to pay we still have shopping to do we still have jobs that maybe are unsatisfying or relational hurt or physical challenges there are always things going on in our life and what we learn from this is nothing is impossible with god and it's not that we always get our way there was, I can't remember exactly where it was in here, but it wasn't, it wasn't even saying that you get your way in your time, but it's in God's way and in God's time. And that's definitely the hardest thing about God, right? That it's not, it's not as we would expect. And it's not often when we would expect, but it's in his way. And with him, all things are possible. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study, a Bible study platform for busy women just like you. If you want to know God through His Word better, I am giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. Plus, use the promo code Hearers and Doers for an extra 10% off. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent I don't want you to miss. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser. And if you loved today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Merry Christmas, my friend.